Alright, welcome back. Here we go again, another episode of Mustard MMA. Thank you very much for joining us. We're coming fresh off the back of UFC 261 on the weekend. What an event. Fans were back. Matthew, have you quite recovered from it yet? Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was, yeah. So you haven't recovered at all, and you completely lost I'm it. I'm still, bu- I'm still buzzing from it. <laughs> what, I'm what, still on the what a show that was! Hey, what a show! You pay good money for that. Uh, well, mate, yeah, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. No, no silly intros this week. We're going straight into it. What a card, Joe! Fans were back. It had everything. It had absolutely everything you could wish for in a UFC event. Any any combat sport, any sporting event. It was just tip top, hundred percent class. Is it the best ever? I mean, possibly. Possibly. I'd have to go through all my notes and have a look. But the fans, the fans definitely made it for me. I think, to be honest, I completely forgot fans were there. I put it on, and I was like, "What on earth is this noise? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> and it was it was buds in the crowd again, so it was it was good to be honest. Obviously, it helps that uh, that it was such a great card. Obviously, if you watched the old prelims and that, there was a bit of booing going on, which was a bit harsh first time back. Like, probably give him a, give him a, give him a bit of due, I would say. Obviously, the woos were there as well. Just did you hear them? I heard them. Also, the like I was loving that the crowd were back straight away. I was like, yes, this is quality. And then within seconds, you had a USA chant up. Uh, <laughs> that's why they're a pain in the ass, these fans. But that aside, wooing aside, USA chants aside, it was great to have them back. Um, obviously, we'll get to one of them later where I'm glad the crowd was back. Um, but first off, Joe kicked us off nicely, I thought. Don't know too much about this fella. Pat Sabatini, what a performance I thought this was. Yeah, looked very good. Got a nice little win over Tristan Connolly. And shout out to Chris, Tristan Connolly because the last time we saw him, he was fighting Michelle Perea up at welterweight, and Perea is a massive welterweight, and now he's back down at, at featherweight. So, what's that? Twenty-five pounds there, just absolute madness. So, shout at him. But to be fair, Pat Sabatini took it to him, didn't he? Sort of landed some good shots, and on the ground, he was a bit of a handful as well. Yeah, I think he's like some really decorated wrestler, all considered to be like one of the sort of future prospects in that division. So, great to get him on the card, get some eyes on him. Fantastic performance, I thought. Uh, kicked us off nicely. Lit the touch paper, Joseph. Yeah, it did. It was a good one. I think there was only a couple of decisions as well on the, in the entire card. So this is one of them, and it was a good fight. So it certainly got you bang for your buck there. Another one, Matthew. Brendan Allen beat Carl Roberson. It was an ankle lock in the end. It's kind of, you know, I'm not, I don't know the difference. Most knee bar, ankle lock, that that sort of business. And obviously, yeah. there was just a little bit of a discrepancy there, weren't there, for Carl Robeson? It was a good fight, I thought, initially, kind of on the, on the feet, but by all accounts, Robeson kind of put himself in that bad position, and uh, that was it. It was over. A good win for Brendan Allen. Yeah, another fantastic fight. I, it was one of those, you know, when you see them, they're both hugging a bit of the leg. They're saying, oh, he's going for the ankle lock. I, I never have a clue no. when I'm watching a leg <laughs> yeah. lock or a knee bar. Um, and it's just like that. I think they said it. Um, it's literally... A second, you're gone. Your knee's gone, your leg, your ankle's fucked. Um, yeah, I didn't see it coming, but it was a fantastic performance from uh, from Allen there. Because Roberson, we know, is very, very good on the feet, isn't he? Always seems to let himself down on the floor. So uh, Allen exposed that a little bit, but fantastic win for him. Yeah, it was good. I remember back when, back when I was doing jiu-jitsu, actually. Like you say, I didn't know anything about the leg locks. I remember rolling with some bloke, and all he wanted to do was start from this kind of weird half-guard position. To like move to leg locks, I was like, no, I ain't having that. 
<laughs> so Susie Graham, I was like, all right, see you later. I stood up and he, he weren't having it. So, yeah, fun, fun times. Randy Brown looked pretty good, beat Alex Oliveira, sub, reenacted choke, kind of kind of pieced him up a little bit, didn't he? Randy Brown, obviously. Alex Oliveira, always a character. I love Cowboy. But he kind of got, he got he's, he's known for himself in a way, landing big shots and then, and then sneaking a submission in there. He kind of got played at his own game by Randy Brown, who's, who's making a nice bit of progress. Yeah, I thought I was pretty impressed by Randy Brown. Very, very impressed indeed, Joseph. Uh, he seemed when he had the, uh, I don't know if he was just badly, badly hurt, Cowboy, but he had him, he was battling the, the choke, wasn't he? Like two on one for ages. Yeah. And he seemed to just choke him with one arm. He was tapping well before he got the, the choke put in properly. So I think he was done for quite a while, Oliveira. So props to Randy Brown. Fantastic performance. No slouch being, um, Losing to Randy Brown, but Oliveira probably on a bit of the, the back nine now, but a huge name for Randy Brown to get on his resume. Yeah, exactly. And that replay, that one arm, that one arm rear naked choke, which is it's mad, isn't it? You just kind of get your arm around there and you grip around the back of their shoulder, and it, you know, if you can kind of manoeuvre it enough, you get the win, and it's fantastic. He's got yeah, like you say, big win over a big name on a it's called an event event that's going to go down in history, and it, in a way, it's like a highlight real submission if you like as well. So cracking night for him all round. So, highlight of the prelims, Joe, quickly, before we get into the the meaty stuff. Yeah, but I think probably I'll give it to Randy Brown. I think I think, I think that was the main prelim, wasn't it? And uh, it certainly, on, on reflection, deserved it. Because top names there as well, Alec, like you say, Cowboy. Been around forever, he's no mug, is he? So, yeah, I'll probably say that one. Just the, the finish, it had it all, really. You wouldn't give it to Joe Rogan bowling into the cage in a full suit, which took me by surprise. <laughs> it's one of the first interviews. So that was my particular highlight. But fight-wise, yeah, fantastic way to kick off. For me, Zabatini, I don't know too much about him, but he's uh, certainly put his name on the map. So certainly one to look out for, but fantastic prelims to set us up, Joe, for what we consider could to be potentially one of the greatest UFC cards of all time. How did it kick off? Here we go. Well, it kicked off quite weirdly. <laughs> so when we think about the greatest UFC cards of all time, if we're looking at five fights that you know it, every card, every fight delivers, it's, you know this might not be in that category because we're going to remember this one for different reasons. And Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute started it off. We had a leg injury there. Anthony Smith, to be fair, started well, didn't he? I thought. I think out, out of that first round, you'd probably say Smith took that. Uh, remains to be seen. How Jimmy Crute could have come on, obviously, but he got it with a. A low kick, was it? It was kind of, yeah, it was a low kick. It was a low kick and similar to what happened to uh, Sean O'Malley, wasn't it, before? His leg kind of just gave up pretty much. And you know what? I, I didn't quite expect it to last this long. He made it through that first round, got to the stall. And obviously his leg, it was just like rubber, wasn't it? It was like a bit of spaghetti. Just couldn't stand on it at all. But I thought, well, he's, gonna, he's got a minute. Surely it'll wear off. But <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm laughing because it was kind of amusing to look at, wasn't it? Obviously, I, I'm not laughing at his pain necessarily, but it was kind of the, his stanky leg was, was good. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Anthony Smith, he's got he's got a bit of power in that kick because he looked to shut that leg off for quite a while. Yeah, he went all stretch Armstrong, didn't he? Do a throw back there, <laughs> yeah. the 90s reference, all you old bods. But I thought, first off, Smith looked great. He, he dominated that round, didn't he? His, his stand-up looked brilliant. Um, but having said that, when he threw that one leg kick, how Crute was managed to get as many takedowns as he did is unbelievable. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a man like Smith, who's as wily as you come, is a very big lad, and he still managed to get him down. It's a fair play to Crute there. But I thought, like you said, I thought it might wear off. I think it happened to Zahudo, didn't it, against Mighty Mouse? 
happened straight it, away yeah. and then yeah. wore off. And I think Michael Chana and Bellator it happened to. He actually lost the title in that instance. So, yeah, didn't wear off. It's just such a weird thing to look at. Just, yeah, it was. It didn't make sense. Like, Why can't you stand up? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's very, very weird. Um, but a fantastic performance for um, Smith, really, because he, he did the damage. It weren't a freak injury. No. Unusual, maybe, but it weren't a freak injury. Um, he did cause it, albeit with just the one kick, the first one he threw. But he was dominating the round anyway, so fair play to Smith. Good to see him get a win, but the crouton loses no... No face there at all, because anything could have happened there. And he's only no, young, course. so he'll be certainly back. Yeah, exactly. It was a big opportunity for the crew on, to be fair to him. And I'm sure he'll be devastated. Um, you know, and obviously the, the thing with Anthony Smith, you look at maybe his Glover performance started fantastic in that one. Crew was probably thinking, well, I've still got two rounds to get back into this. So, yeah, unfortunate. It is what it is, but I don't, I don't certainly don't begrudge Anthony Smith picking up a win. We spoke about a weird injury there. I mean, we, it moved on the fight after that one. We were all excited for. Matt put a nice, very good blog out about it as well. Prior to the show, it was it was all going off. We were all looking forward to this one. And from weird injuries to absolutely horrific injuries, I'm afraid. Yeah, when this first happened, Joe, I was sitting here, I was readying myself. Paused it, made a cup of tea, come sit down again. And I thought, oh, no, he's done what bloody uh, Smith's done, a croup there. Yeah, I fucking I wish he'd done the crew there. Cool. This is probably the worst injury I've seen, maybe ever. Got maybe be, recency bias there. There might be some worse where you've seen actual bone, but with regards to the UFC and combat sports, that's got to be the most sickening, chundery, chundery. injury perhaps chundery. we've ever seen. It's not only that; it's the Obviously, you, if you've not seen it, he, well, he's been living under a rock for the last couple of days. Check the leg kick, uh, right hall, and Weidman just, it's just wrapped round. Um, and it's when he come away and try to step down. That was the, that was the worst where part I for me. Under Joe. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was, oh, so that, that was I the worst part for me. the night before, and this nearly brought him up again. So, uh, yeah. What do you make of it, Joe? What, so much <laughs> to dissect there in 17 seconds. Yeah. Obviously, nothing happened really, did it? He, he, Kind of started out, you would have thought, bit of distance, a lot of movement, feeling each other out, one kick. It's just, it's just, I don't really understand it, like how how it just seemed to happen on that occasion. The amount of leg kicks you see, you see people kicking each other in the head, in the arms when they block it. You see them kicking them like right on the on the knee, right on the cat, all over the gap, and no one's leg ever snaps in two. So it's just, just, and for it to. Have, for him, Weidman to have been on the opposite end in the silver fight as well. It, it, I mean, it, it's just a simulation theory, isn't it? We're in a simulation, surely. Yeah, we might be, Joe. We might be. It's 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 weird though. It it's is weird. weird. And what with uh, Uriah Hall being Silver's last opponent in the UFC, these two rematching. Obviously, Hall referenced this in his quite heartfelt post-fight, which I must have been really hard for him to do. Yeah, he like, done you're well. Just standing there watching this guy. He done very well. Raving in pain, and thank God like a small mercy this is that a crowd were actually in there can you imagine watching that when they're in the apex you'll be hearing the groans and the actual snap and stuff like that oh that doesn't bear thinking about Weidman's actually put a statement out now saying uh, obviously he's going to be back and things I thought when I saw that I thought no that's him done he's 36 he won't be back now he was really struggling to get a run going as it was anyway 
if he can come back from this, he's saying six to 12 months. You've got to think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. He's talking about titanium rods and all that game. So it's a, it's a long old haul back. But if Weidman can come back from this and just make it to the octagon one more time, uh, that's one of the greatest comebacks you'll ever see. We've seen Anderson Silva do it at quite an old age as well. Never looked, quite looked the same. But obviously, hopefully he gets a full recovery going. But very disappointing. It's hard to distance yourself from that and the actual competition wanting to see the fight itself. And But very disappointing because it was a very intriguing fight, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. And best wishes out to Chris Weidman. And obviously Uriah Hall now becomes the first person to ever win a fight without ever throwing a strike, which, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, kind of cool, but I'm sure he's not, he's not over the moon with that. I guess after that, Matt, two injuries. You know, starting off the card, two injuries. A bit weird. And then... At the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you've got three title fights, finishes all over the gaff. Should we start with Sevchenko? You were bigging up Andraz last week. You thought, yeah, you was, was giving it. You were saying, you know what, I think Andraz is going to do it here. Or not do it, I won't go that far. I won't, I won't completely chuck you in it. But, you know, you thought, she, you thought she had a good chance. You thought she was the biggest test to date. Big, strong, aggressive. And Shevchenko, in a, in a way, it seems almost like, like she kind of took your words, Matt, from last week and she went, well, do you know what? I'm going to do exactly that myself in return. And Shevchenko just absolutely looked on fire, blitzed her. Before the fight, she looked she looked mean, she looked fantastic. After the fight, as she finished her, it was scary, I thought, the way she got up and just walked around as if, yeah, like, I own this. So, you know, completely do your prediction out of the water. Shevchenko, again, distances, distanced herself from anyone else in that division, because to be fair, Jessica Andrade, she only had, had a couple of fights in that division, but she probably was, you know, the the next best there. For Shevchenko, no one in that division, you can talk about jumping weight classes and all that, but no one's getting close to her, I don't think. Nah, no one in there, man. I was shocked me. Shocked me to my very soul. That this. <laughs> I thought Andrade was like, she's got the grappling, she's got that thing that everyone's saying Shevchenko's probably not as good as, but man... Words of Eddie Alvarez, she brought out a dog in her, I think. Yeah. And she just lit the fire under um, under Shevchenko. Having that big name there, she's like, I know what, I want to just show everyone here that I'm the meanest treacle out there. And she is. <laughs> it was. She didn't lay a, a glove on her. Didn't get near her. Didn't get near her. Didn't no. get absolutely near her. Takedowns, that crucifix, when you saw that, no, that's it. Unbelievable. And it was just brutal. And I think that was a pretty late stoppage, I thought. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he could, could, could have stopped it, I guess. I don't elbow know. Elbow after elbow after yeah, elbow yeah. in a crucifix when you're not getting out. I don't even know the ref was there. Um, but yeah, absolutely brutal. Who she has next? No one in that division is close, Joe. It's pointless. She's got to fight Nunes. She can move up. That's the fight to make. Obviously, it would be a trilogy. She's lost the other two fights, albeit very, very close. I think she's double the fight as she was in them previous two fights. So for me, I think she's got to fight Nunes for the bantamweight belt. Yeah, I think that's definitely an option. The only thing I could think there is, obviously, she's not going to be thinking about losing. I want to fault, but if you go in there and face Nunes and lose again, to, you know what does what does three losses to Nunes do to your uh, quote unquote legacy, if you like? Well, yeah, it will certainly cement Nunes above her in those pound for pound. Wait, wait, you see me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told you it would pop up at some point. I've I've seen you for ages. Oh, have you? Yeah, I just you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was certainly cement Nunes above Shevchenko in the all-time lists, pound for pound, women and all that game. But at the same time, if Shevchenko has the belief to go up there and beat her, 
which I'm sure she does. Yeah, why not, I suppose. That throws her into the conversation of one of the greatest of all time. So that's just one of those things, yeah. Uh, it's the only fight for her, man. It's the only fight I want to see. Do you want to see her fight anyone else in that division? Obviously, we'd love to see Joe Joanne Calderwood get a shot, but realistically, yeah, that, is that gonna is she going to trouble her? I, no, I, I want a thought so. Alliances but, aside, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that would be the one I'd like to see, obviously, for, for those reasons, just to see her get a go. I mean, on that on on that result, I think she'd probably do a better job than Andrade. To be fair, but uh, yeah, no disrespect. I'm not trying to have a go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Joe, you you were you were beaming. I can see your little face. You're smiling. You must have been smiling ear to ear when your treacle, your future missus, stepped into the cage Saturday <laughs> night. Joe, talk us Rose Dama Nunes. Nama Nunes, Nama Yunes versus Wiley Zhang. Come on, Joe, talk me through it. Yeah, How Rose. How you feeling? Thug Rose. Talk me through the fight. Thug Rose. She's, she's the best, isn't she? She's my favourite fighter. I keep saying it. She, no one she believes me, best. I don't think. She I don't think anyone believes me, but she's the best. She is. I told you all she was going to beat her. Zhang ain't got nothing for Rose, I'm afraid. No one's got anything for Rose in that division. Uh, you know, it's funny, Andrade, Andrade beat Rose, when you think about it, to be honest, because... We can put that down to a flute, I would say, but I think I just think Rose is too good. I think she's too good. The way she finishes people, she finished Joanna as well in different fashion. She's now finished Wei Zhang in different fashion. She doesn't even get a chance to to grapple and submit people anymore because she's too good on the feet. So, you know, I'm so I'm certainly so impressed with Rose Namajunas. I was I was jumping for joy when she got the win. You know, I don't I don't know. What more to say? I'm a, I'm a biggest fan, to be honest. I think that the, if she can go on and win for the rest of her career, if she likes, you know. Obviously, if you go on too long, eventually you're always going to lose. But, you know, I, I'd, it's kind of harsh on Zhang in, in some ways. But, you know, if you're talking rematching and stuff like that, to be fair to Zhang, she had, she's only had six fights in the UFC. She had three against OK uh, opposition. Then she beat Andrade for the, for the title. And then she beat Joanna, and now she's lost to Rose. So... To be fair to Zhang, I, I mentioned it on Insta the other day, I think an immediate rematch might not be the best thing for her. I'm sure she wants it, of course she does, but to go away and get a couple more fights in a belt, a bit more experience, I don't think would do her harm. I think it might actually be a, a benefit. Obviously, maybe then you're looking at Joanna getting another go. Maybe it's difficult. Maybe, you know, maybe Zhang does deserve a rematch. To, as much as I say, um, you know, she's only had six fights to actually win the title in your fourth one in the USC is pretty good going on it. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but yeah, I mean, what did you make of it? Well, much like some of the other fights, it didn't really get going, did it? So I would no, like to no. see a little bit more, um, but you can't argue with the result. Like left head kick. Yeah. See you later. And she was out oh, as well. Rose wasn't is it? The champion. She is the best. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, she was protesting a lot. I could, I, at first I was like, she's getting up from the first shot. Yeah, yeah. But the other one, she was out. She, she was, was out, out for yeah. the other ones. You could initially she come to, but then nah, she she weren't defending herself at all. So it's a legit stoppage. But I was very impressed. Uh, I didn't quite cry like Joe Rogan. That was amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was so emotional joking. though. It was, was... I know, I know it was, but it was just just jokes because he was all over the place in, <laughs> in a funny way. We it was good. about in the Shevchenko thing, the come get something was probably the greatest thing on the show. <laughs> yeah, just come get some. You know, you know, come get some. Like, uh, come on. Okay. 
<laughs> the one time to not have like do it in front of 15,000 fans. <laughs> yeah. But with regards to Rose, yeah, I'd like to see the rematch. There's just there's some great fights there for her. Um, yeah, could, could Mackenzie Dern sort of make a dent in those uh, trickles in the title picture? Yeah, be interesting. Obviously, she's got that X factor in the grappling, but I don't think she's nowhere near polished enough striking mm. and wrestling to sort of get it down. So I think Rose is probably... I think I think Annie's still up there, but I'd like to see her maybe get another one in, then rematch Rose. But it's great to see Rose back when you see her like with all that... The stuff with the Connor and the bus and stuff, it seemed to affect her quite a lot. And, and then losing the belt. and mm. Yeah, she didn't seem in a good headspace. So she, I was in bed, she's right on it. She's right on it from uh, all week, and she looked right on it in the fight. So... Glad to have her back, John. Please for you, because she's your future missus. So, <laughs> but we won't tell Pat Barry that. <laughs> and also, shout he's out Trevor. He's a he's a he is a big 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 bastard. Shout out Trevor Trevor Whitman as well in that fight. Oh, yeah. and move, moving on to the main event as well. Another Trevor Whitman fighter is absolutely on fire at the moment. Big Kamaro Usman, us man, completely ran through Masvidal in a rematch. Masvidal on a full camp. This is this is this was it. The opportunity. You know, everyone was building it up. I, to be to be fair, myself, <laughs> I uh, I actually predicted a, a dominant victory for Usman, but to go out there and finish him, the first man, I believe, to knock out Masvidal. Maybe there was one early on in his career, possibly. But, you know, he keeps getting better and better. Large, not necessarily largely, but certainly a, a big part of that is down to Trevor Whitman, as, he, as we just mentioned, because he's, he's striking as crisp. And if you listen to, even listen to what Masvidal said afterwards, uh, about the finish, he kind of said, "You know, I was expect." He, he kind of threw it, and I was expecting a shot to come, but he kind of hid it and threw a right hand over it. So it was fair play to him. He he hid it, you know, on purpose. Uh, so credit to Woodsman again. Maybe maybe even more so. I don't see anyone beating Usman You know, in the next two three years, really, I just don't. Colby. After their first fight, can he improve to the level that Usman's improved? Obviously, Gilbert Burns, in fairness, I don't think he's getting another go. You've got Leon Edwards, haven't you? I think he's probably the wild card in there. But as much as I love Leon Edwards and as much as both of us have been shouting for him to get a title shot for a long time, and he very well may do, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult to beat Usman on, it, on that form. We said it, I've only sort of really sort of jumped on the Usman thing after the Burns win. That's when I sort of truly thought, you know what, he's mustard, this guy. <laughs> he is mustard. He is. Um, he put Masvidal's head on a on a swivel, didn't he? He just did almost like a 360. Yeah. Fair play Masvidal, by the way. What a fantastic post-fight interview. Brilliant, wasn't it? Total class. Eloquent. Look, I just woke up. Well, he did, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> very chill, very respectful, great to see, um, loved all that. And also I've seen him since say, like you said, how he set it up and he, how much of a beautiful shot it was, which is only it, testament yeah. to Usman's, he's not just a heavy-handed wrestler who's just throwing, he's clever striking. And Trevor Whitman, he's turned him round. So, yeah, I think we said it last week that he's picked Masvidal for a reason. He's not going to wrestle him because what good does that do him? He's already wrestled him for 25 minutes. He needs to knock him out. He needs to put on a fiery performance. And he did just that, man. I got a message from, from you, which you put on our Insta. It was three messages. Yeah. And I thought, when I read them, I hadn't seen it, I thought, Masvidal's done it. Masvidal <laughs> knocked him out. This is why he's, he's buzzing. It was like, oh, my Christ, oh, my Lord, oh, my sweet baby Jesus, or something like that. <laughs> on three separate occasions, 
And I was convinced Street Jesus. That's what that link oh, was. Oh, was he? done it. Oh, I see, I I see. He's done it. He's done it. And then, nah, he didn't do it. Usman absolutely decapitated him. It was one of the most beautiful uh, finishes I've ever seen. The way to cap off an event as well. Who beats Usman? <sighs> no one in this form. Uh, the only person who's going to beat Usman now is, is his body. If, if that's sort of packed up on him and any, at any point. But if he's put more striking now, that's less on his knees and his injuries and stuff like that. And he's more well-rounded. You mentioned there, Burnsy, he's probably out of the picture. Obviously, Colby's a great fighter, but we haven't really sort of seen him since the Woodley fight. Two good one, Wonderboy. Wonderboy's the one, man. He's obviously fighting Burnsy soon, so I think that would be a fantastic fight to see how far yeah. Usman has come in his stand-up. But I do think while Usman will stand with him and he'll be comfortable with it, he'll be throwing in his takedown, like he did at the weekend. He weren't just pure striking, he threw in some takedowns, so... Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Edwards at least get the shot, but no one's beaten anyone in that sort of form anytime soon. But what an event. What an event that was. Fantastic. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it, really. So, That's I think it. We might as well give up, then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Layers. No, we can't do that. We've got news, Matthew. We've got news. Let's get into it. <laughs> So the first bit we got is a announcement of a title fight at Middleweight. And I must admit, Matt, it came as a little bit of a surprise to me. I mean, I know there aren't too many options in there, but is he is up against Marvin Vittori is the rematch? Is he snuck a split decision early on in both of their UFC careers? June the 12th one. Story goes that they did offer it to Robert Whitaker literally an hour after his last fight, I believe, and said, do you want to do it in June? Which is obviously two months away. Not even June the 12th. Uh, and he said, that's a little bit too soon. I've just had five rounds with Calvin Gastelum. So hopefully they don't hold it against him. They've given it a Vittori. Fair play. Not against it in any way. I do think Vittori, he's going to certainly pose some problems to Izzy. I reckon he's going to take a leaf out of Jan Blachowicz's book 100%. And that's going to be his plan. I don't mind the fight. I think it's a bit harsh on Whitaker though. From all accounts, Whitaker's saying that uh, Izzy was adamant. It's got to be June. It's got to be that date. Is he ducking him, Joe? I mean, I don't think so, but like you've got to spice it up somehow, haven't you? I mean, that's that's the fight we all want to see. I, I don't mind this one happening as long as Whitaker don't have to go through another one to get there because yeah. it's totally unfair. Vittori beats um, Moss's chops. Kevin Holland gets a title shot. Whitaker beats Cannonier, Till, and Gastelum doesn't. So, but as long as he's happy to sit there, get the winner, fine by me. And I think it's a good fight. I think Vittori's pretty underrated. He's got the style, as you say. You could have that Blahovic grinding victory um, and apply it against Izzy but I do think ultimately Izzy's come far from that first fight which he won anyway it was a difficult one yeah, yeah, but I think he's just leaps and bounds above that and I think he'll he'll probably get a resounding victory so in some kind of sad news but not entirely unexpected Tyron Woodley's been cut four on the bounce now obviously his last one was his opportunity he'd done everything right and it just didn't go his way but you know one of the greatest welterweights that we've had, I think. You know, we've had Tyron Woodley straight on to Kuramara Usman. You can't, you can't really argue with that, can you? So, all respect to Woodley. Personally, you know, do whatever you want, obviously. But I wouldn't mind seeing him go down the route of these big boxing kind of things, fighting celebrities, getting paydays, because I think Woodley will probably do some damage to people as well. And that just, you know, it'd be fun to see. Sounds like a call-out to me, Joe. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm fighting Tyron Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, love, love T. Wood. T. Wood, what a legend. He just completely just fell off a cliff after uh, strange, wasn't it? The Usman fight. Um, yeah, 
unbelievable career up until that point. Now, obviously, he rubbed some people up the wrong way a little bit. He, he felt disrespected a lot of the time, was very vocal about it, didn't get on with Dana at the best of times. But nonetheless, put that all to the side. He's probably one of the top four, top three welterweights of all time, which is an unbelievable achievement, really. How long has the UFC been going? 30 years, so... Yeah, one of the best ever. Hopefully, we don't just see him turn up in Bellator and just start fighting bums and losing to bums. Let's see him against Jake Paul or someone like that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny. All right, moving on to the entertainment section. You're going to start us off young, Matthew. With your girl, LK. She's not here this week. She's on holiday, so... She's on secondment, Yeah, we swear. We've got to steer the ship on our own. Uh, Joseph, I just wanted to bring up the PFL's back. It is. You buzzing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't really know how you can shoot live. Have you got a pay? I think it might be paid with you. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, but I do see highlights and the bits bits and pieces on YouTube and that, so. Yeah, I'd like to know how you see it, because I really like the format. It's a really interesting way to do things. If you lose, you're not out of it sort of thing. Like, if you lose in the UFC, you ain't going to get a title shot anytime soon, but in this league standings format. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? um, It's quite interesting. You get more points for a first round over second and third. For an actual finish, you get more points than a decision, all that sort of stuff. I don't know the rules properly, but it looks to be that way. Reason to bring it up, Britain's uh, Brendan Lochnane. Obviously, he got quite a talking point about a year ago when, maybe a bit longer actually, about two years ago, when he was on the Contender Series 1, quite convincingly. Dana said, no, nah, you can't be going for a takedown in the last few seconds. Dad <laughs> didn't give him a contract, and there was uproar. The internet exploded. People were fuming. And you know Dana, when he sees that, he's going to dig his heels in. And, yeah. uh, and he don't let go. Um, he, but fair play to Lochnane. He's he's sort of, uh, made his own way. Got a good offer from the PFL. You can win a million dollars if you win this thing, Joe. And he knocked out Shame on Marais in the first round uh, at the weekend. Yeah, former UFC fighter. Yeah. Former UFC fighter. Uh, very good vet as well. Got some big wins. Um, one of our favourites as well. Shame on. Shame on Marais. So yeah. <laughs> no shame in that victory as well. well. And he's probably one of the bigger names in, in the featherweight uh, standing. So huge victory for him this begs the question to me I don't know what you think about this Joey he could be I think the best English fighter out there including the UFC fight yeah very possibly I know he spends a lot of time out in Thailand he's obviously a very accomplished striker isn't he I don't think I don't think we've seen him lose not for a, not for a long time certainly so you know perhaps with things like PFL I agree I do think it's good with this maybe you haven't got to go into the UFC and if Dana says no I ain't having you it's not the end of the world. You go off to the PFL, maybe win a million quid. Who knows? And then you build up that experience. You're fighting ex-USC fighters. You're fighting up-and-comers. And then after that, you come in at the USC, maybe you're ready for a, for a title fight, two, three fights away. So I actually, I, you know, I like it. I agree with you. I think these, these sorts of things, different format as well, just cracking. Yeah, I think uh, you look at it like that, the way you've explained it, Joe. It does seem to be the, the Michael Chandler route completely established itself somewhere else. You're the real deal and the full package by the time you come into the UFC. I could see um, Lockdown getting getting sniffed up by the UFC in about yeah, a year's time. Definitely. Win the PFL title and the money, and he'll come across and be a top 10 in featherweight straight away. But yeah, fantastic to see it do well uh, overseas. And speaking of other organisations, we've obviously got one FC over in Asia as well, and they do MMA and they do things like Mai Tai as well. I happen to catch Nicky Holtskin against John Wayne Parr. Obviously, anyone who listens to Rogan or has listened to Rogan, these are names that you would have heard multiple times, just being mentioned in casual conversation. And do you know what? It was a my sci fight. It was it was fantastic to be honest. Again, it's another production. It's on YouTube, free to watch. They break up all the fights. You can go watch whatever you like. 
my tie fight. John Wayne Parr, legend, old school. Nicky Holtzkin came out, came away with a win, but just complete fireworks, really. And if you like MMA, and people go to the ground, and you kind of think, you know, you start looking at your phone and whatnot, go and watch one Muay Thai, and you ain't going to take your eyes off it, because it is just fantastic. That You can really tell the difference in striking between them and your USC fighters that you watch. Obviously, there is no threat of a takedown or anything like that, so you simply don't have to worry about it. But it's, it is such high level, especially these two as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is a different level. It These is, lads, it is. your professional job, right, Jay? What do you do? Seven till three? Yes. Every day? Yes. If you're just doing striking for all them hours, <laughs> yeah. Monday to Friday, you're going to get pretty damn good. Um, obviously, when you look at MMA, you're doing wrestling, jiu-jitsu, stuff like that. But when you look at these Mai Tai guys, you're right, it's just absolute fireworks. And it's a perfect introduction for people it is. who aren't keen on the grappling, aren't uh, au fait with it, don't like it, think it's boring. Throw a couple of these on the event. It gets you going, uh, brings in that crowd. They might learn a bit more about the MMA that they're seeing on the same show. So I think it's a good introduction for, for new fans. So I'd like to see something like that in the UFC. Can't see them tampering with it too much. No. But uh, it's, it's nice to see some of the other organisations doing it. Yeah, exactly. And if that, if you know if others do it and UFC don't, fair enough. I do, I do think it's a good idea. I do agree. And then just a, bit, a little bit of news that's come out recently. Obviously, Nick Diaz was at the, U, Nick Diaz was at the UFC at the weekend. Dana confirmed he's looking for a fight. And Dana wants to give him one. And it's just been rumoured that Hamzat Shimaev might be the one. That's potential. Obviously, things move fast. By the time we put this episode out, it might have been confirmed or completely written off, to be fair. But what do you make of it? Obviously, Nick Diaz, been a long time. We kind of mentioned it a few times. I think we kind of got to the point where we just said it's never going to happen. And now it looks like it probably is going to happen. Hamzat, you know, again, haven't seen a ton of him. But if the hype is to be believed, going to be a... Quite a difficult fight for Nick Diaz, I would have thought, returning after X amount of years off. Yeah, I think this is just weird, weird isn't it, Chimev? He's like lightning in a bottle. He's just managing to get these yeah. <laughs> massive fights. He's just got something that you can't put your finger he on. Knocked, He's got it. Without this, he knocked Gerald Mearshart out in his last fight. First round, all yeah. right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, great name. But, it's bad you know, though, isn't it? No, yeah, now he was obviously fighting Leon Edwards and now Nick Diaz, potentially. I think the actual fight itself, I think this is one of those cases where Nick Downs have come back and just looked awful. I think it's going to be one of those where a massive game comes back. They've been clamoring for it for ages. I can't think of a particular example, but you know where they just come back and they're just bypassed by about two generations of the fight game. And Hamzat is the... You can't get a more new breed animal <laughs> than Hamzat Jimayev. What's the man style that's been dominating of late? It's the Dagestani sort of resting, grinding, and all that sort of stuff. And you've got Jimmy Evers of that ilk. And he's just going to blitz him if this happens. I know Diaz is good. Of, he's good ground game. Fantastic boxing. But when's the last time he fought? What? 2013? 2015? Something like that? It's, it's something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to see it. Nick Diaz's jokes. Always good to see him there. But I think people have a, a better... They they big up the Diaz's a bit too much his ability in in the cage I think purely because based on their personality and how likable they are they like their style in that sense but I think with regards to their actual success in the UFC it's actually not uh, comparable to that sort of idea we have of them the Diaz brothers so I think Jimmyev probably go for him even though I've probably slated Jimmyev low. <laughs> well, in fairness, wouldn't the Masvidal fight be a better fight? Avenge his brother's loss. To kind of old school gangster names, maybe put the BMF on the line. Can the can the older Diaz do it? That'd be better, wouldn't it? 
I, th I think that makes much more sense. You've got two vets there. I think it was a fight that was mooted after the BMF title uh, got won yeah. by Masvidal. I think Masvidal's thrown his name into the into the hat, though. So it is definitely sort of something you can go for. And I think it would sell way more as well. you just got two, just two nutters, really. Yeah, I, I think you have Masvidal Nick Diaz as a main event on its own in a pay-per-view. I don't think you have Hamzat Nick Diaz in that same fashion. Nah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree, Joe. Hopefully they go with it. Hopefully Dan is listening. Hopefully, he yeah. Does. That's, I think that's one of our best ideas that we've ever had, to be honest. There you go, Joe. <laughs> Copyright that, son. Any more news to throw to the, uh, to the listeners? That's it, but we have got another good card this weekend, so we'll move on to that. <laughs> All right, Matthew, we are running out of time, I'm afraid, but, you know... This is a cracking card again this weekend. We wanted to almost focus all our time on 261, but had a look at this one at the weekend, and you, you cannot take your eyes off this one. Plenty of kind of European, Eastern European fighters in there. You know, just a lot a lot of absolute animals on, on a tear-up, to be honest. Main event, Dominic Reyes against Jiri Prohaska. I had a look at Prohaska. He's only had one fight in the UFC. It's the amount of hype around him, and I think he's had one cancelled and stuff in between. And it's still like he's been around for a bit longer, but he's only had one fight. If, I think he's knocked, I think he's finished nine fights in a row or something like that. Something mad. <laughs> he's up against Dominic Reyes, obviously a, a title challenger not too long ago. This one is just fantastic, I think. Not the biggest names, but, you know, he's pro Haskell the real deal. Can he beat the bloke who's just fought for a title? Or can Reyes beat the bloke that everyone says is the, the up-and-comer and the real deal and put his name back in there for a title shot? So, fantastic main event. Well, it's a starting fight. Reyes, he's on, he's on a two-fight skid, but he is, but he isn't because he lost to Jones, sort of. Yeah. Unjustly, perhaps pretty dodgy decision. Obviously, the current champion knocked him out, but he's still number three in the rankings, and I think uh, Prohashka has got his eye on that. I think you've got your new number one contender if he knocks him out. Obviously, like you yeah. say, he's he's been on a massive tear with knocking people out, none more so than Ozdemir in his last fight. That was pretty pretty brutal. Um, but he's got this really wacky style. It's quite dangerous for himself. Um, so I think he's got to be careful against uh, Reyes because Reyes can, can have a few uh, bombs of his own. So I think it's going to be fireworks. I think someone's getting knocked out here, Joe. Um, Prahashka's style is just Larry. It's just Larry and outlandish. And I think he's... I, I wouldn't want to call. I'd like to see Prahashka get the win because to see him fight um, for the title would just be fireworks. But Reyes, I think... For your sake as well, for your picks, Joe. You reckon he might be the champion towards the end of the year, so you got you got to be rooting for Big Dom. Yeah, you? he needs a win here, really, doesn't he? It's too close to call, too close to call. I think the finish is 100% on the cards. And like I say, Reyes, he'll go in here super technical, super tight defence, I would have thought. I would guess, mate, I, I think it's a tough one to call on the on the odd side with the boogies. I would imagine they've probably gone with a hype around Prohashka and he's slightly edging the favouritism. Yeah, you're nailed on, Joe. Marginally gone for Pahashka. 8-11, to 11, Dominic Reyes 11-10. As we said, I think neither of them pose too much value. Dig into them, go for the finish. I think you'll get slightly better odds on uh, whichever lad you fancy there. Absolutely. Co-main event, Cubby is back. Up against another monster fighting out of Georgia, I believe. A ton of fighters coming out of that that part of the world at the moment. Jigo Chikadze. Tough one, isn't it, for Cubby? Big, big co-main event. Always a fan favourite. But, you know, might be one of those ones where they put in Jigger in against him and to, to take his name off him, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm impressed with Chikadze. Georgia, man, they've got loads going on. Tons. They've got loads, haven't they? Yeah. 
Rainy night in Georgia. <laughs> that was so. I don't think it'd be a rainy night. I think it'd be a sunny night after Chigadze's probably going to get the win there. Joe Love Cubs wants another old cubby. Yep. But uh, Chigadze, man, he's the real deal. Fantastic striking, kickboxing. He's looked like an animal in his recent fights. And I think, like you say, Swanson here, I think they're setting him up for a fall. I think he's a huge name. Can Giga get over the line here? I think he can. I think he might knock him out. And I think he will do so in impressive fashion. Um, the odds, Joe? Yeah, Chikadze, pretty heavy favourite, I'd say. Nah, he's not actually. He's 8-13, to 13, so it's a okay. bit similar to the main event. So if you do want to make some money and you think he might yeah, get bit, the finish, bit of value worth there. digging into that one as well. Uh, nice little acker we got going here. Can yeah. we go one better Building. than that last acker we put out? So Building. Money to be made. All right. Ewan Kutalaba, Dustin Jacoby then. I think this one, Jacoby's looked kind of okay. I don't think he's had too many fights. A couple, possibly, from what I saw. Uh, Kusalaba obviously had that, um, not a trilogy. What's what's two? What's the two version of a trilogy? Uh, rematch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had two Just fights. A couple of fights. Yeah, he had a, had a couple of fights. A couple of cans and a couple of fights <laughs> with Magomed and Kalaev. Cut to cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cheat to Kayla. Uh, so yeah, obviously uh, he needs to get he needs to get over that, doesn't he? He needs to get over those two losses because Ankalai have proved himself to be a monster. Kusalaba is a monster himself, but you know I think I think they're probably giving this one. Dustin, Justin, Jacoby, get back on the horse, E one, and then we can uh, we can start throwing you in against those big names and putting those firework fights on again. Well, do you know what, Joseph? I was looking into this one and. I like Jacoby, yeah? Oh, yeah. I like Jacoby. Yeah. My my logic's a little bit flawed. Uh, Kutalaba here, 8 to 11. He's a slight favourite. Uh, Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby. Is that how you say it? That's uh, Jacoboba. Okay, I don't know. One of them. Um, he, <laughs> was, he was ranked number eight kickboxer in the world in his career. Oh, really? So um, I'm thinking, do you know what? If this is a stand-up fight, Kutalaba likes to stand and bang. This could end up uh, end up curtains for him if he... Um, he gets into that sort of game, but then I, now I'm talking, I'm thinking, I thought that about the Roundtree fight and he knocked him out clean, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I think Jacoby's a, a different level to Roundtree on their uh, the striking level if, you, if his uh, accolades are anything to go by. So I'm, I'm leaning towards right. uh, Jacoby winning here, Joseph. Interesting. I think this could be a, a coming out party for him. He's on a couple of wins on a bounce in different organisations, a lot of them, but a couple of wins nonetheless. Kutalaba, like you say, lost his uh, couple of tequilas against Stan Goliath. <laughs> So he might not be up for it. So it's, it's always intense when you see Kutalaba giving it that old it is, uh, yeah. throat thing that he does and the stare down. It's always interesting to see him, him turn up and fight. So yeah, that, that's going to be fireworks as well. You told me about this, Joe. I said, let's sack off the preview. Let's just talk about the 261 <laughs> all day. Can't. And then I went back and checked myself because I looked at the, the, the card. It's fantastic, uh, ear to ear. So I, I'm, I'm well up for it. It's going to be a cracker. Notwithstanding. Christoph Jotko as well, Joe, against Sean Strickland. Yeah, exactly. Jotko on a little bit of a, a bad run himself. Sean Strickland, exact, Strickland, exact opposite, came back in the UFC, putting uh, a nice, regular, swift run of wins together. Now, I have to say, I probably I probably do fancy Strickland in this one. I think Jotko, you know, the only thing you could probably say is this one means a lot. His kind of placing in the UFC might even be on the line. You know, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but it could very well be, so... Important fight for him, and he may well pull it out of the bag, but I do expect Strickland to get the win done. I think he looks super impressive since he's come back. 
Yeah, and the odds suggest that, Joseph. Four to nine to get the win over Jock Coe. Yeah. You never know any bigger lads. It's, anything can happen. Jock Coe is very up and down. He can turn it on in his UFC career. He's shown that. But Strickland looks like a different animal in his, in his return. So I'd have to agree with you on that one. And finally, last one I'm going to look at, Matt. Merab Devashvili, great fighter. I think he's Georgian as well, isn't he? Again, Cody Stamen, again, great little fighter as well. So I think this opens, mm, might be the second card, second fight on the main card. But, you know, this top five here, like you say there, Matt, it's not going to touch 261 at the weekend. There's no title fights, fair enough. But some of the fights you get in here are just absolutely superb. Devashvili, Probably, probably, probably say I fancy him for the win. I guess he's the favourite as well. Yeah, these bantamweights, man. Yeah, he is the favourite. Two to five. Stamen fifteen to eight. These bantamweights, twelve and thirteen. I think these are in the rankings. And Marab in any other division, you'd think would just be way higher, judging by his his abilities. But that's just shows you how stacked that division is. Yeah, I think he's mad. probably being left a bit behind because of the bigger names in there, the ones who shout loudest, get the bigger fights, namely O'Malley and Cruz. But Marab, I think has to put on a dominant performance here. I think it's going to be just non-stop fast forward for 15 minutes. I think you get a decision over Stamen, but I think he needs to put, lay down a marker and start calling out some of that top 10 because this will bump him up into that into those echelons. All right, that wraps us up for this week then, Matt. That was a good one, I thought. Very nice one. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Great. I enjoyed it. Great fights. Some nice bit of news in there and a nice little bit of bants as well, obviously. We like to pay a visit to the Bant Street. When we can. Fucking hell. The banter's over there. I, mean. I just, just killed it. Just completely, just right off. Yeah, just, just, just stone dead. Just <laughs> stone dead. Um, what are we doing for the rest of the evening, Joseph? What's going down? I think we, we had a bit of a late one tonight, isn't it? So I've had my dinner, so I'm all, I'm all set, really. To Lovely do drop. nothing. Lovely <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me, son. I'm about to tuck in to a... Linda McCartney, mozzarella, burger. Nice. So, nice. You uh, love a bit of old Linda, don't you? All right. Well, thank you very much I for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We are Mustard MMA. Check us out on our socials. Twitter, Mustard MMA. Instagram, at the Mustard MMA. Go and check out MustardMMA.com as well. We've got our blogs up there. We've got another blog due to come out this week. So get right involved. That's about the lightweight division. If you can, on all or wherever you get your podcasts from, if you can subscribe and leave a like and a five-star review, do the same on the socials as well. That'd mean a lot as well. We'd really appreciate that. But otherwise, I hope you enjoyed UFC 261. We certainly did. I hope you're looking forward to this card at the weekend as well. Have a good week. Enjoy the warm weather. And we'll be here same time next week. Laters. Woo!